the voice of God. We don't have to have a voiceover by famous actors to catch our attention and cause us to pause and think about just that simple phrase, the voice of God. The voice of God is not silent in our day. The voice of God hasn't ceased to call God. The voice of God hasn't ceased to speak. The voice of God hasn't ceased to beckon. The voice of God is still active and at work in our day today. I've had the question come to me a number of times. Sometimes it's an earnest Bible college student depending on God for direction. Sometimes it's a seasoned church member making uh, life-altering decisions, and they're in the midst of that season, and they're asking for a word from God. Sometimes it's a new believer. They're eager, and they're anticipating a new supernatural experience that they become a part of, and, and their question simply is this. Does God still speak to men? Following that, I've heard them say, have you ever heard the audible voice of God? Does God speak to you directly? How do you know when you hear the voice of God? How? Those are all wonderful questions, and I hope over the next few weeks we have a chance to address them. I think the closer that we get to the end times, it's critical that we cultivate the ability to hear and to heed the voice of God. There's never been so many people alive at one time as there is in our world right now. We are facing unprecedented issues and circumstances and situations where God is kind of working behind the scenes and we have a number of questions that we can't answer by ourselves anymore. And before uh, we know it, we are calling on God for answers. We are looking his way for direction. We need to be able to hear the voice of God. And God, thankfully, still speaks. Does God still speak? Does God still speak to you? Do you hear his voice? Do you understand that he is calling, but are we listening is the question. We know that God spoke in his word. He spoke to Adam in communion and conversation. He spoke to Cain in an attempt to correct him. He spoke to Abraham to bring him into a place of covenant. God spoke to Moses and brought him Ten Commandments and uh, a model for the tabernacle. The list goes on and on, but, but I, I don't believe that the voice of God was reserved only for some season or time in the past. I, I don't believe that God has changed. I believe that God is still speaking if we are willing to listen. I believe that God's voice is very much at work in our present, the same way it was in the past. God started this whole thing with his voice. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The one that started this world spinning with his voice. The one that spoke over the chaos and brought order. The one that chose his word to be the medium of change and creation for all of humanity has not ceased to speak in our day. I believe that there still is an active, audible voice of God in our world. God is still speaking. The voice of God has already been at work in this room. The voice of God has already been at work. It may have come through a song. It may have come through the prayer. It may have come just with conversation that you had with somebody before service. And if you were careful, you heard it. The voice of God came. God is still speaking. 
I don't believe that the one who is synonymous with the word will ever stop speaking. Hebrews 18 and 21 gives us the key. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. There's power of life and death in the tongue. And so the one, the creator of life, is still at work speaking life. I believe that he is still speaking over the desolation of humanity. I believe that he is still speaking over the brokenness in society. I believe that his word still brings order in the midst of devastation. I believe that his word still ushers something out of the midst of nothing. I believe that God's word right now while we've been praying and while we've been talking today and while we've been singing together, that God's voice is still active and engaged in our world. God is still doing something powerful amongst us by his voice. His promises are still revealed by the power of the prophetic. God still chooses the foolishness of preaching. God still allows his word to come, his voice to be heard. God still speaks today. The Bible says that if we have faith, that mustard seed mountain moving faith, that it comes in a very specific way. God said in his own word that it comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I believe that God still speaks. No, I, I, I don't believe that God has silenced his voice in the most critical season that our world has ever seen in history. God still speaks. But I do believe that we could have a problem. The same problem that's named in Hebrews 5 verse 11. That kind of problem. Hebrews 5 11 says this, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing Ye are dull of hearing. I know the question that we're attempting to answer in the beginning of the lesson tonight is simply this. Does God still speak? But perhaps the better question is this. Can we still hear? Could it be that our hearing was once sharp, but now it's become dull? Or maybe we're just beginning our walk with God We've experienced the new birth and we're still developing an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amos 8 and 11. It says, Behold, the days shall come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Note that it's not a famine of the Word of God. Because I believe God's Word is still going to be preached. I believe that God's Word is still going to be taught. I believe that God is still going to speak to humanity like He always has. But could it be that, like in Amos' day, we will have a famine of hearing the Word of God? That somehow our ears will become dull to the voice that God is sending to the way that God is speaking. And our refusal to heed will be because of a refusal to hear the word of God. It's not a famine of the word of God. It's a famine of hearing the word of God. It's interesting, you know, it's been studied that toddlers, toddlers who are talked to, have a distinct academic edge based strictly on the amount of communication that they have been subject to. To. The value of just hearing words, words that they didn't even understand, 
when they hurt them. It would become significant in their success and their development in later years of life. One study said that hearing the words was only the tip of the iceberg. Hart and Risley found that between 86 and 98% of words in each child's vocabulary, listen, were words that were also recorded in their parents' vocabulary. You say, well, Jack, that makes sense. They're just mimicking what they've heard. They said that by the time that they're three, kids in the least talkative families accumulate less than four million words of expressive language. However, in the most talkative families, those toddlers would round up to over 12 million words. So if you have little ones, this is what they're saying. They said, so if you have little ones at home, talk to them. Talk a lot. It may seem silly to gab incessantly. Do not insert anybody's name here. But it can make a big difference, and your third grader will thank you when their marks come rolling in. That, my friends, is the reason that our children have so much to thank Kathy for. That's not a criticism, that's a compliment. It, 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 but let's just pause for a second. If that is a proven fact in the natural, can we move that line over to the spiritual for a few moments tonight? It's critical that we hear the word of God. It's critical that we make room for the word of God to be spoken in our lives, in the lives of children. And that, that's why Sunday school is important. That's why midweek Bible study is important. That's why reading the word of God is important. That's why maybe if you like your Bible app and you just hit that play button and you listen to the word of God come, can I just remind you that every time that we allow God's word to be spoken in our lives, there's something that's growing on the inside of us. You say, well, I didn't even understand a thing that I heard this morning. It doesn't, doesn't matter. In a few years, years, you'll come to be thankful for what you heard. Somewhere along the line, God is going to quicken by his spirit the word that was heard, and something is going to be created in your life. Something is going to come to pass. That's, that's why we, we do our very best to create content that you, uh, that you guys don't mind sitting through. But sometimes it doesn't even really matter. It just matters that we have an ear, someone say an ear, to hear what's being said. And, and this isn't all about preaching and teaching and, and our favorite things that we want to hear tonight. It, it, we're going to come to the point where we talk about the actual voice of God speaking in our lives. But, but can I just remind us that, that we're saying faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That something is birthed in us when the word is spoken. We may not understand it. We may not understand those Greek words that, that we kind of unpack sometimes and we think, I, I can't remember a single thing that he preached. I, no, don't worry about it. I can't either. I can't, I can't remember. Some, but somewhere along the line, the word that was heard is going to birth something in your life because that's how power, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And when we open our ears to hear what God is saying to us, something happens in our supernatural man. There is growth that we may not even see. There is an extension that we may not even know about. Something happens in the supernatural when we release the word to work in our life. It's critical for us to consume the word of God. It's critical that we hear. Someone say hear the word of God. Can we hear? Yes. But we must decide to hear the voice of God. Decide. Someone say decide. Point A, if you're taking notes, you must decide to hear the voice of God. 
It says in Luke chapter 8, the parable of the sower. He's speaking about the seed that's been sown. He said, some fell on good ground and sprang up, bear fruit in hundred. And when he said these things, he cried, he that hath ears, let him hear. He that hath ears to hear. You, you have got to decide. Can I just tell you that in Jesus' day, there wasn't a bunch of people walking around without ears. There wasn't, there wasn't a physical abnormality that prevented people from hearing. But Jesus was saying, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. That there was a decision that somebody had to make. You know what? I am going to listen to the, to the word of God. I am going to listen for the voice of God. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. We've got to make the decision. But God has already created the commandment. He said, let him hear. There's an allowance that God makes in your life that if you decide, his word is going to come. There's an allowance. Let him. God said, let him hear. I didn't have to look at humanity and say, let me hear. God already made the declaration. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. So that, that decision, when we show up and we say, you know what? I'm going to get everything out of service that I can. I'm going to open my ear to hear. And when I open my ear to hear, God has already made room. God said, let him hear. Let her hear. Let them hear. Let them hear. I, God made room for his word to come. All we've got to be willing to do is open our ear. It wasn't just the parable of the sower. You could go through it with me in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. To the church at Ephesus, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. Smyrna, Revelation 2.11, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Pergamus, he that hath an ear. Thyatira, he that hath an ear. Sardis, he that hath an ear. Philip, do you think that God's repetition is intentional? Absolutely. He's driving the point home because just about the time that we, that we think sometimes that that's just redundant and that's just about the time it starts connecting. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Revel at Philadelphia, Laodicea, the, come on, that, that, that church that, that was just halfway there. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Now, I don't have time to unpack every one of these churches and their problems, their successes, their, their stories. But here's, here's the universal commentary that God gave for every single church, regardless of where they were on the ladder of doing well. They may have been doing great. They may have been at the bottom of the barrel. But here's what God said. He that hath an ear to hear, let him, let him hear the Spirit speak to the church. Let him hear. We have got to decide. Someone say decide. We have got to decide to let the voice of God be spoken into our lives. Psalm 95 and verse 7 says, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, what's that next little two-letter word? If ye will hear his voice. Harden not your heart as in the day of provocation, as in the days of the temptation in the wilderness. They said, Here, here's the option. There's, there's two options. If you hear, then your heart won't be hard. If you hear his voice, th th there's this option that God is giving us today. If you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. 
In other words, when we open our ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, when we open our ear to hear what the shepherd is saying to the sheep, God softens something in our heart. God opens something in our supernatural man, but we have got to make the decision to hear the voice of God. Does God still speak? He does. But do we hear? Will we hear? Will we make the decision? Is that, is that we, we have got to decide that we are going to hear the voice of God. We've got to decide. We've got to, we've got to decide. Yeah, I, I was uh, watching a few YouTube video clips this afternoon about shepherds and sheep. And uh, there was this one video clip, and I tried to download it. And I'm not, I'm not as technically savvy as some of you. And then I was also trying to respect copyright laws. After Mark Brown preaching to us about stealing other people's content, I'm a little cautious. I heard the word. But there was a video clip of, of this shepherd and a few other people. He said, well, here's the call that I make. And they were stepped up to the fence line and the sheep were out there grazing. You just have to use your imagination with me. Beautiful, green, lush field. Those sheep are grazing, just very peaceful and serene. And then a number of students stepped up to the, the, the fence line, and they, they started calling for the sheep. And, and they had the, the camera zoomed in on some of the sheep, and a couple of them kind of maybe twitched their ear a little bit, but they didn't even lift their heads. One of them may have lifted their head and then went right back to grazing on the, on the grass that it was eating. And, and uh, they just didn't, no movement, no, no activity, no, just the sheep enjoying the, the field, just the green field. But then the shepherd stepped up to the fence and he, he gave that similar little call, except his voice was the voice of the shepherd. And immediately, heads popped up. Ding, 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 ding. And then, not just, not just kind of canter along, those sheep started running all the way across that field coming because the voice of the shepherd, the sheep knew the voice of the shepherd. And the psalmist was saying, he said, if you will hear his voice, we, we're the sheep of his hand. We are the people of his pasture. And so we have a right to know the voice of the shepherd. There needs to be something in us that responds to the voice of God if we will hear his voice. If we will. We have got to make the decision to hear his voice. Let's bring it down to practical elements for a moment tonight. We, we, if we hear his voice, it means that we have got to quiet some of the other voices in our life. If we hear his voice, it means that we've got to silence some of the distractions in our lives. If we hear his voice, we, we have got to determine that we are going to make room for him to speak to us. If we're going to hear his voice, I, I need his voice. We've all, we all, we're all in the amen corner on that one. But, but can, you, can you come along with me on the journey? And, and let's just remind ourselves that if we're going to hear his voice, we've got to make room for his voice. We've got, we've got to, you know, everybody is going to be at the fence line calling for us to come. There's going to be lots of voices inviting us. There's going to be all kinds of, of uh, invitations to do everything but hear the voice of the shepherd. But we've got to wait for that voice and we've got to pause, go about our duty. We've got to make some, some time and responsi be responsible so, so God can speak to us because 
If we're going to hear his voice, we've got to make room for the voice of the shepherd. Someone say decide. Decide. Point B, if you're taking notes, you, you must desire to hear the voice of God. You must desire to hear the voice of God. David said in Psalm 28, he said, unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock, be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplication when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. And, and David sets the, sets the relationship elements in place. He said, unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock, be not silent to me. One way that we can desire the voice of the sh that, that cry is that, is that we begin the communication with him. We don't just have to wait, go about our day and wait for God to open this call to us. We can initiate the conversation to know his voice. Ah, unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock, be not silent to me. God, I, I got so much going on today that I had to get away to call out to you. That, that's what we're talking about. I, 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 I was desiring, I, I had all kinds of things that we could do, but, but I've got a hunger to hear your voice today. God, I, I've got a desire for you to speak into this need that I've got in my life. I've got a desire for you to bring direction that I need in my life. I've got a desire, God, just to commune with you. I, I don't got any needs. I just need to feel your presence. I, I just want to step aside so I can step onto holy ground. I, I just want to move some things out of the way so I can make way for you. I have a desire to hear the voice of God. And, and there's something that's stirring in the spirit realm of our church family there's a call to prayer that we've been hearing not for a few days and not just for a few weeks but there is a call to prayer that's been coming for a few months and a few years into our come on into our congregation I'll tell you why we've been crying out and we've been hungry to hear the voice of God we've had enough of the outside voices we've had enough of that distracting voices what we need is a direct line and a direct word from God I'm desiring to hear the voice of God. I can't do this without his voice directing. I can't do this without his voice speaking. I can't do it. Come on, I wish we could cry with David. Be not silent. God, don't be silent. Whatever you do, take the stuff, but don't be silent. Take what you need, God, until you get my attention, but don't be silent. I need the voice. I need the voice that speaks creative elements. I need the voice that opens doors that no man can shut. I need the voice that speaks healing. I need the voice that speaks help. I need that voice. Be not silent. God, don't be silent. Don't be silent to me. If, if you're silent to me, then I become like them that go down into the pit. That's why we can't afford, we can't afford not to hear the voice of God. David recognized it. He said, if God's silent, then I know where I'm headed. That's why I need the voice of God speaking. I need it. Come on, we need it, CCC. We need it speaking from the beginning of a service till the end of service, but we need it beyond that. We need God's voice speaking when we walk out those double doors. We need God speaking when we slam the car door behind us.
us. We need God's voice speaking when we step through the doorway of our own homes. We need God's voice speaking when we walk over the threshold into our workplaces. We need the voice of God. Be not silent. Come on, we. David said it. If thou be silent, then I become like them that go down into the pit. God, don't be quiet. Don't be silent, but speak. God, speak. God, I desire to hear your voice. Desire means pushing away everything else that would get in the way. Pushing away the entertainment so we can distinguish his voice. Desire means making time in the middle of a day, at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day. Of the day. We are desiring, so I'm determining a time when I can quiet the noise in my life so I can hear the voice of God. So I can cry out, don't be silent. I need, come on, Jack Lehman needs to hear the voice of God. I've got a hundred voices I'm grateful for the opportunity to be a pastor here at Capital Community Church. And it comes with tremendous voices. But there are some times when there are so many voices that we just got to step away and quiet the noise so we can hear the voice of God. Because if we're going, come on, if we're going to go to the place that God is going to take us, it's not going to be a natural voice or a human voice that takes us there. It's only going to be the voice of God. We've got to hear the voice of God. Desiring. Desiring means making the time. Desiring means that we make room for him to minister and to meet with us. God. God is able to communicate with us through his word, but he's not limited to that medium. He can choose to speak through us through everything and anything around us. It could be an article, a billboard. A sunset, sunrise. It could be in the midst of your... I, I'm just saying that, that sometimes we need, we need those seasons of time where we make all kinds of spiritual room for God to work. But, but can we have our ear tuned to hear the voice of the shepherd even when they're in the midst of our activities? Even when we're in the midst of, of doing a, our, our, maybe our, you know, our, our little hobby that we've got or our little pastime that we enjoy, that, that God could speak to us even then. Could it be that if we get so tuned to hearing the voice of our shepherd, that God could begin to use us to reach out and minister to somebody that's near us in the most unsuspecting time? If we hear the voice of God, yes. If we hear the voice of God. God is able to communicate with us in so many ways if we're willing to hear his voice, but he is waiting for us to have desire. Don't harden our heart, but be open for the spirit to speak his voice. We mentioned it already, our heart and our hearing are directly connected you know, the heart, that's what we talk about, the, the, the desires of our heart. But our desire can be for his voice. Our heart needs to be connected to the things that we hear. Some people don't, they don't want, instead of desire, they're actually opposed to hearing the voice of God. They don't want to hear the voice of God. 
It was the children of Israel in Exodus 20. The people saw the thunder and the lightning and the noise and the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they were removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, speak, with, speak thou with us and we will hear. But, but let not God speak with us lest we die. That, that was just a little too much for them. Uh, is, anybody, is anybody just going to say right now, I'm never going to let that word come out of my mouth. I need God to speak to me. It wasn't just those children of Israel in Exodus 20, in Zechariah 7, it says, but they refused to hearken. They pulled away the shoulder and stopped their ears that they should not hear. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words of the Lord of hosts. That they refused, they hardened their heart, they stopped their ears. There was a few years ago, I don't think Justin would mind me talking about this. Um, a few years ago, we were in Florida, and we got off the plane, and Justin said, Dad, I can't hear. I can't, my ears. So we, <clears throat> we went to the pharmacist, and in the pharmacist gave us these little drops that put in and he said yeah these the kids they get these ear plugs or airpods and they keep pushing them in their ear and and after a while they just compact that natural wax that's in there and and it just kind of and he said i imagine what happened on the flight when the pressure change in the ear canal kind of made whatever adjustment it needs to make that it just kind of closed off and so we went through that little season, you know, you know <clears throat> I also noticed the other day that on Q-tips, they say don't use in ear canals. What else do we buy those things for? <laughs> I'm not saying use them, but I'm just saying I, I found it funny, like, put it right out there. Do not use in ear canals. And I, I suppose you're right. You're only supposed to clean what you can reach with a face cloth. That's what they say. <clears throat> Until all the earwax is compacted and you can't hear after a flight. So I remember working with Justin. We had this little drop bottle thing. And after a while, we got things freed up and cleaned up. And, and uh, that, that must have really bothered him because I was at his house a few weeks ago. And he, he said, Dad, I got to... An ear canal camera. Well, so let's fire that up. <laughs> so here we are. He's got his, his cell phone, and he's got some small camera. Don't stick things in your ears. I'm not recommending you stick things in your ears. If, you're, if you hurt your ears, it's not my fault. Don't do it. That's the disclaimer. But we did. Stuck this thing in my ear, and... It was incredible. He said, that, he said, Dad, that, that right there is your ear. He said, Dad, your ears are really clean. I said, well, yes, they are. Incredible. I, I don't have ear, earbuds in the mall day long. Um, and, and, you know, it's just, but I remember that, that, that hearing can get dulled and just, they aren't kept clean and just kind of. It dulls the hearing to the point where he was frustrated. He couldn't hear clearly. I, I'm just saying that sometimes if we're not careful, we can dull our spiritual ear to hear the voice of God. We've got to be intentional to say, God, I want to hear your voice. Desire. 
I don't want to be on that other side where I'm saying, oh, God, don't talk to me. Don't, I, I, I don't want to hear your voice. Don't speak with us. Don't, don't commune with us. Don't direct us. Don't command us. Don't, don't call us. We're, we're content and happy right where we are. No, I, I need the voice of God coming to bring me out. I need the voice of God coming to give me directives and direction. I need the voice of God coming with commandments to protect me. I don't want to go down in the pit. I would desire to hear the voice of God. The last point tonight, and they can come back to the music. You must discern to hear the voice of God. It needs <clears throat> discernment. This is not a natural walk. This is not a natural hearing that we're speaking about. We've got to have spiritual discernment to hear the voice of God. For Samuel chapter 3. It said that the child Samuel, that Samuel that was dedicated and given to the service of the Lord by his mother. From a young age, he grew up ministering in the temple. Said unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. The Lord called Samuel. Verse 4. Now the call comes in verse 4. The Lord called Samuel. And he answered, here am I. Samuel heard the call, but he had to learn to discern it because he was a bit confused about who was calling. It was Eli that he thought had summoned him, and so he goes to Eli. He goes to Eli to see what Eli has to say. He runs to him, and he said, here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called you not. Lie down again. And he went and laid down, and the Lord called yet again. Are you glad that God doesn't give up when we get it wrong? Are you grateful that God, as we're growing into this, that God doesn't stop calling, that God doesn't stop speaking, that God doesn't stop issuing his voice into our life? So Samuel... In verse 6, the Lord called yet again Samuel, and Samuel arose, and he went to Eli, and he said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. And I think Eli at this point is beginning to understand that the young Samuel has a call on his life. And Scripture gives us the, the setting. It said, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. But Samuel didn't stop there. He didn't quit. And, and it's, you know, you notice it isn't just one time or two times. It's three times. And, but Samuel doesn't stop. He's, he's still willing to hear. He's got an ear to hear. Someone say an ear to hear. Samuel did hone his spiritual ear. He learned to hear the voice of God. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose. He went to Eli. Here am I, for thou didst call me. And and Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go and lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. What could God do with people that just said, Speak, God. Your servant hears. I'm hearing, God. I, I'll get it wrong more often than I get it right, but I'm here and speak. God, don't stop speaking. Don't stop calling. <laughs>
God's going to raise up a prophet in Israel. God's going to raise up a man who, when he speaks, his word doesn't fall to the ground without accomplishing what God intended for it to do. That's Samuel. God, God's going to raise that Samuel up. But right now, Samuel's the servant. That's it. He's just saying, God, speak. Don't, don't stop speaking. Don't stop calling. Don't stop, God. Speak. For thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and he laid down in his place and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak for thy servant heareth. That, that is where we want to be. That's where we want to be. I, I'm, I'm compelled by the stories of our heritage about men and women who are heard the voice of God and it absolutely, fundamentally, completely changed their lives. Where the voice of God came and it altered their destiny. It directed their direction. It, it caused them to pack up and move to unchurched cities, not for a job, but to start a church. They left home and family and friends and became missionaries to foreign countries and landed on foreign soil. And, and this all happened when they heard the call come, the voice of God speak to them. Speak, thy servant here. God, God isn't finished talking and calling and speaking like that today. We, we have the privilege of hearing the voice of God, but we have to determine. We have to determine that we desire it. We have to determine to discern it. We've, we've got to quiet all the other noise. We, we've got to feel it out sometimes. We've got to figure it out as we go along. It's not Eli calling. It's not, it's not, it's God calling. And when we make that discernment, God continues to reach and continues to talk and continues to call. And God doesn't quit. And now Samuel's there just like the previous times, but he understands it's God speaking to me. And when God knows that Samuel is discerned and when Samuel's understanding and God sees that Samuel's riveted his attention on him, listen to what God says. The Lord in verse, verse 11, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 11. And the Lord said to Samuel, behold, because hearing ears develop hearing people. Why we're talking about this tonight is because it isn't just about us. God is wanting to do something bigger than us. God says to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. God wants us to open our ear to hear the voice of the Spirit because He's wanting to extend and expand His voice to the ears of everyone. Could it be that God is desiring to do a thing that is so great, but he's waiting for someone to say, speak. Your servant heareth. Could it be that God is preparing a great end time revival, but the hinge point, the door that it's going to swing open on is waiting for someone to say, God, speak thy servant heareth. God's, God's prepared. He's already got the word ready to be delivered. I, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to release it. I, I'm getting ready to do something brand new. I, I'm getting ready to do something that I've never done before. I'll do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. But come on, Samuel. 
I believe, I believe that as we learn to discern the voice of God, He is preparing to do something that He has never done before. Ears are going to tingle. Woo. I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, no one's going to take credit for it. No one's going to be able to stop it. No one's going to be able to over But God just needs someone to say, God, give me an ear to hear what you're saying. Give me an ear to hear. If you'll just speak, I'll hear it. I'm silencing the other voices. I'm pushing back every distraction. I want to hear your voice. That's why we're fasting and praying on Monday. That's why we're fasting and praying on Tuesday. That's why the list is growing every single week. That's why people are signing up. I'll tell you why. Because God's saying, I'm just looking for a church with an ear to hear and then I'm going to do something that the ears of everybody's going to tingle. I don't know what God's got in store, but I know it's something that we can't take credit for. <laughs> Come on, just go ahead and pray could be right now. It's all right. It's all right to lift your voice for a moment. I've got a few pages left, but I think we're finished already. I, I wonder if anybody's willing to hear because if someone will hear, God will speak. God God will move. God will work. God will act. God is going to do a thing. Come on, God, do that thing. I wonder if you go ahead and stand together. Would you find someone to pray together with? God, would you do that thing that only you can do? God, prepare us for what plan you have for us. God, give us an ear. That, that, that's the first prayer we're going to pray tonight. God, give me an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God, give me that ear to hear. God, you haven't stopped speaking. Don't let me stop hearing. Don't let me dismiss your voice. God, speak tonight. Speak. That's it. I, I just hear a little... A little bit of the Spirit beginning to move in the room. Would you go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment? Come on, I, I hear it. I, I hear it. God, give us discernment. Give us the ability to hear your voice clearly. God, over the noise, over, God, over everything else. Come on, shepherd, speak to your people. Call us tonight. Convict us, challenge us. God, bring us. Bring us into covenant. Bring us, God, into promise. Bring us into revival, we pray tonight. Would you just pray? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the mic down for a moment. I want to pray. But I just want the Holy Ghost to move freely in the room right now. Come on, would you just, 
If you want to, just get ahead a hold of the chairs that are ahead of you and pray that God would begin to move, that his voice would begin to call. We're going to have a wonderful weekend. We're going to have a, a great season of revival together. We're going to have a great season of prayer in the next few days. We're praying for God to minister and move, but, but would you ask that his voice would continue to call, continue to speak. Spirit of God, move in this room right now. Move beyond this room. Move in living rooms right now. God, move right now wherever somebody is hearing this. Would you speak, God? Come on, that's just, that's a prayer just waiting to break out. We're right there on a threshold of something brand new. Would you go ahead and Go ahead and lift your voice. Go ahead and cry out. Make up for someone that couldn't be here tonight. They wish they could, but just lift your voice and come on, account for somebody else's cry. God, we're giving you our very best tonight. We're giving you the very best, God, the most that we've got. We're turning it over to you. Speak, God. Speak your word. Speak revival into our midst. God, speak healing over our nation. Speak healing over our church family. God, we just speak. God, we just speak over our world right now. Would you, God, in the chaos, would you let your creative word work? God, continue what you've begun, we pray. Jesus, oh God, be, be not silent to me. God, if you're silent to me, I'll become like them that go down into the pit. Don't, don't be silent with me. God, we're desiring. He that hath an ear, God, let him hear. We have the right to hear your word. We've got the right to, God, have that word speak into our life. We have that right. God, we choose it. We want it. We desire it. God, give us an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to our church. Give us an ear what the Spirit is saying in our lives. Give us an ear to hear. Give us an ear to hear. Would you find someone to pray together with tonight as we prepare to dismiss? I, I know I'm just one voice and one microphone tonight, but I, I think I echo... I echo that emotion I hear, that the, des the desire that's just working beneath the surface of lives tonight. There's, there's a hunger for more. People are hungry for more. I wonder if you would just pray with that someone that you got a hold of and just ask that God would speak, that God would allow his voice to be heard. Maybe just pray it like David did. Be not silent with us, O God. Don't be silent with us. It said, unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Come on, this is a reciprocate thing. I'm going to cry out, and God will not be silent. God, we're crying out tonight. It's our hunger. It's our desire. 
God, let your word govern, but let your voice be heard. Let your voice be heard. God, in the expected times, in the anticipated seasons, in the God, let your voice be heard in our services for sure. But, but God, we're asking for your voice to be heard in the unexpected times. God, we're asking, we're giving, we're giving you the right to wake us up in the middle of the night because you're calling us to a season of prayer. God, we're giving you, God, we're giving you the right to interrupt our activities and our intentions. We're giving you the right to interrupt our calendars and our day timers. God, we're, we're giving you the right. We're giving you the right to call us, God, in the unplanned seasons to hear your voice. That is our desire, God. We need your voice. We need it, God. We need to hear your voice. Give us God, we have the ear, but would you let us hear what the Spirit is saying? God, you've privileged us out of seven, almost eight billion people in the world. You've privileged us to know truth, but don't let us go down into the pit with great knowledge. God, let us hear your voice tonight. Let us hear your voice tonight. Let us hear your voice tomorrow. Amen. Amen. How many know you need him? I know I need him. How many desire him? Hungry for him, longing for him, desire him. Let me review the points and then we'll dismiss. You must decide to hear the voice of God. You must desire to hear the voice of God. And you must discern to hear the voice of God. It's been my privilege to teach you tonight. You're so wonderful. We love you. Looking forward to the weekend prayer meeting on Friday night. It's going to be our privilege to pray together. Then sun Sunday. Brother Dan McLeod is going to be preaching. Sister Haley is going to be singing. We haven't even asked her yet, but she's going to be singing. Amen. Be in prayer about this week. Be in prayer about our world. Be in prayer for a number of people on our CCC members prayer list. It's, it's right there. If you go through, there's all kinds of people with all kinds of needs. We're calling on their, their we're calling on God on their behalf. So we're praying that God would minister and move. We love you all very much. God bless you. You're dismissed.